bitch. Welcome back to Homo in Tanning. I'm J Day. Hi, I'm Leslie. And what the fuck are we? We are a variety type of podcast because we switch every fucking week because we can and we want to. Be, we want to. There's depth to us. And, but you're here today for our double feature. And our double feature is usually uh, the time where we take to get you guys on something that we're really into, whether it's a product, a uh, uh, food, a drink, uh, a, a, a series, a person, or what have you. But we shine a little light on that, and then uh, we talk uh, We talk about it. Yeah, and before we start, we're just going to do a quick little check-in to see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, how are you feeling? How was work on a Friday? Friday. I was busy. TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. I, I've been really busy lately. Shortage of staff. Isn't that the case with everywhere? And so I've been really busy lately. I don't really mind it, but um, it does make me want to set my foot down though and, and maybe use that for my advantage for certain things. For sure. Um, just for, for my own personal reasons. But yeah, we're definitely short staffed um, and a lot of turnover right now. So I think that's uh, part of changes with a company and organization, but also, you know, we know what, we know what's going on. Yeah, but it's kind of everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Everywhere that I talk to someone, there's some turnover happening. Um, but I think that says a lot about the company itself, but it also says that people have options and people are finding something that better suits their needs or their wants or their lives. Yeah. And just for a company to keep that I guess in mind because like you still need a function and what are you going to do currently to show appreciation for your current employees other than, you know, giving them a snack and tell them good job, right? Yeah, and a pizza party. And a pizza party. So, I mean, I'm doing well, but yeah, yeah what about you? How how was your Friday? Like what you been up to? I mean, same thing at work. I mean, like I'm part of a temp, temp agency, so obviously uh-huh. I get called when they're short staffed or there's something and same thing, someone just left. And then I was just there to pick up all the pieces. So today was a little bit better because I got to voice my concerns and I got to get some things off my chest, which is like really rare with jobs because if you do, it doesn't really. Guillotine. Yeah. But luckily, because I am with the temp agency, if they fire me because I said I'm confused by the structure and it doesn't make sense, but I was completely respectful, I mean, they'll just give me another job. Yeah. So I don't really care, but... Friday was really good just because it helped. It's nice to look forward to the weekend. It's nice to look forward to just not doing anything because during the week, yeah, you have work. You have to wake up early. You have to go to sleep early. We don't have to, but if you don't, then... You reap the consequences during your work day or just the next day of feeling lethargic, tired, low energy. Then you feel lethargic all the way till Friday and you're just dead. It's almost like a catch-up game, I feel, for me. I don't know if it's the same for you when you just like go past your bedtime where it's just like... Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to be tired for the next three days. Nope. <coughs> oh, my God. People oh. did test positive for COVID lately. No, literally, my GM tested positive for COVID and left for one week. And then this other guy also tested positive for COVID, came back three days later. Oh, who's even keeping track now? What's the right? What's the do's? What's the don'ts? But anyways, well, yeah, I look forward to the weekends and I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we have that time to, you know do these little episodes and um, do these little talks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, so let's get into this thing. <coughs> oh, my God. Bro, get some water. Uh, who wants to go first? Please 
let's take it away because I went first last time and you know I get distracted. What are you featuring this week? So I've been obsessed with a little itty bitty TV show called Master Chef and Master Chef Junior, but specifically Master Chef because. I love Master Chef so Junior. Okay, yes. I think Master. I think I'm gonna let you finish. finish. Uh, but Beyonce is the best video of all time. Um, I I enjoy Master Chef Junior because of like the time we spent together. Like my love language is quality time. So like I'll watch anything with you, even if I don't necessarily like. We'll watch it on my own because we're watching it together. Yeah. Um. I feel and, like we have that a lot. Like, you know what I was thinking about the other day, not to interrupt you, the the love show on HBO Max. Love Live. Love Live. Love Live. We never finished it, dude. Uh, but you know which one I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, the, the story of the guy. Yeah, we never finished that. There's like two more episodes left. I remember saw that on HBO. I was like, we never know who he ends up with. But that's a show that you wouldn't watch by yourself. But I suggest, I was like, let's watch this together. Yeah. And we would watch little episodes when I was cooking or when I was just hanging out and Remember Anna Kendrick? Anna that bitch went with it. And what's the name of the actor for the other one? Oh, he was in The Good Place. Um, yeah. William Jackson, who is um, William Fitzgerald Harper, known as professionally as William Jackson Harper. He's actually made his debut as the uh, in The Good Place. Yeah. And I really, really and enjoyed mid, The Good Place. And was in Midsummer, which is a good movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good actor. Incredibly fit. Very fit. And how old is he? He is 42 from yeah. Dallas, Texas. He looks great. Amazing. I, I love him. He's so good on, on The Good Place and he's really good in this show. Okay. Jay doesn't like the character because it's like, come on, bitch. Like, grow up. You're being You're 40. A, a man child, right? Yeah, no, for real. Anyways. So anyway, um... And one thing that I love about MasterChef Junior is that they're very nice to the kids, right? There's a little drama, right? Because, you know, there's always drama when it comes to cooking something in 30 minutes. But with MasterChef, it, like, amps up the drama. They're a lot more intense. And it's not so much, like, because people, you know, I always hear this all the time where people are like, oh, why can't can't our cooking TV shows be like, you know, the British Bake Off where they're all just nice to each other and whatever. And, like, that's great. I love watching people be nice to each other. But if I'm just watching people be nice to each other for for an hour, you don't like it. What's the point? Like I just I don't I don't care. Like I really enjoy competition. I enjoy competition shows because I like seeing how people react when they're put in a very stressful situation. Because honestly, that's where you learn the most about yourself is when you you put yourself in a situation that you never thought you would be able to handle, and your only choice is to either prevail, make, prevail, or go home. And they win a quarter of a million dollars, which I, I watched Drag Race and they win $100,000, now $150,000. And MasterChef, Drag Race, you, know, you have to buy your costumes, you have to do your makeup, you have to do you have these to random challenges, and you only get 100000 All they do is just put on an apron and just cook. They don't pay for the cooking supplies. They don't pay for, they don't pay for anything. Well, I thought that with the MasterChef dude, it was to also help them like – isn't it to like open their own restaurant if they want? If I mean, well, yeah, but you could open a restaurant with hundred thousand dollars. You think so? Yeah. I guess I don't know much about money. You don't know much about algebra or or business. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, do people start business? Immigrants start businesses all the time. They're not starting with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. They just came from fucking across the border. There's no way. But like, how much? Like, you'd have to pay rent for that place, or you buy it. You buy the property. You don't buy the property. You rent it. Okay, so you, you can't buy a restaurant. You can own it, like the restaurant, but you still have to pay a landlord. Yeah, you're, you're paying the property. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. Gordon Ramsay owns, but he pays probably 
Yeah, he pays. He owns a restaurant. Pays rent. He's getting all the money there. He's making whatever he makes at his restaurant. It's his. Okay. But he has to pay the landlord Utility. to have his restaurant there. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Utilities, you have to pay your empo- employees. Oh, I guess, yeah, with a quarter of a million, you could do that. Yeah, and then some. Okay. I know. And I don't know, how do you feel about competition shows compared to, like, being nice to each other's shows? You know, I guess I have a different perspective. I do like the drama. I do like kind of the co- competitive and, and rivalry when it comes to, to shows like this, like MasterChef, or even just winning something right mm-hmm. um but i think it's uh it's different seeing just a nice show where there's no competition mm-hmm. for me i think i'm a little bit neutral i i don't get the same sense where i'm just like where you mentioned like and then what like you're just gonna cook where was the where's the heat yeah. oh, give me something yeah i guess i just i don't know i enjoy both of those sides because i as i had mentioned to you i've seen the rhetoric where it's just like but this kind of creates an environment of just hostility, competition, and we already have that in life, like social status, reaching this, doing that, where it's like it's just a show and you really enjoy cooking that I think some people like when you feel the heat, maybe you, like you don't like cooking anymore because like mm. a PTSD of being yelled at, being like that egg is fucking wrong. What mm-hmm. the fuck is wrong with you, right? Because mm-hmm. in the adult version of MasterChef, like he's mean. He'll yell at them. He's mean, but like it's not just like a random. A it's ra- not unwarranted. Exactly. Like they're serving raw chicken. It's like if people can die from this. Exactly. So if they're, you know, part of their challenges could be like running a restaurant mm-hmm. or cooking for, they cooked for like Paula Deen's like fucking family one mm-hmm. time. Yeah, if you're gonna serve Paula Dean uncooked raw chicken, Come on now. of course you're gonna be mad. And then you're, and then they go up and you're like, "Do you see this is raw?" And they're like, "Oh, I didn't know." Of course you're gonna get mad. You're cooking it. Yes. So I, I totally see that. I guess like I just, I do like when you, you see like people get so excited mm-hmm. in shows when like they get like good constructive criticism, which I think is why I, I personally like Master Chef Junior so much mm-hmm. because not only it's little kids, which is like, how the fuck are you doing that? It's like a child. Yeah. You'd make a child do anything and you're just like, yeah, but it's just like, you see them get like really excited. And this is like constructive criticism for uh, that. And, and they get advice for life. Like yeah. you're going to be shut down, dude, not only with your cooking, but like you're a child, like you're yeah. 10. You're going to have to face like rejection at school, at sports, and you're going to have to learn how to like stress manage a little bit and, and, and multitask. So seeing them kind of weather through that is just very interesting to me. But also adults, I've seen it where they get very inspired and it's like, I'm actually good at this. Yeah. Like, I guess I was doubting myself and I, I can do this. Um, so I guess that's my, 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 my point of view on that. I don't necessarily prefer one or the other. Um, but I actually don't watch a lot of competition shows like that, mm-hmm. you know, like regularly, like we were talking about legendary, you know? Yeah, I agree. I wish that they would give them more of a direction because they're very passionate about this, you mm-hmm. know, and they're already a marginalized community, you know, that has little resources. And so they come into the show and then you get a little bit more of like that drama and that hostility a little bit mm-hmm. where it's just like, damn, okay. Where it's like, is that where we want to go yeah. with that? Yeah, you know? I definitely agree with like, there are just some shows that, they're not very I think what I like is like consistent judging and there we go and with MasterChef I don't know how much the producer has a hand in it I think it's different for Drag Race because you have all the Drag Race podcasts you have everyone speculating you have all the contestants doing interviews popping up and Rihanna's shit so they're famous you know mm-hmm. but MasterChef when you win you, you're you not famous no 
You just win money. You win money. You and can, you cook. You can start your, a, a business if you want. Or it's you not about you. Invest it in more culinary skills if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You don't have as much of a spotlight. Yeah. Um, I guess then you can start a cookbook if you want. or you. Well, can- that's what they win. They win a quarter of a million dollars in a cookbook. <sighs> that's what I'm going to feature today is one of the things I was very inspired by our master chef was the winner of season three. And... You can say spoiler, but also this show is so old that at this point, it's like, are you really spoiling it if, like, they bring them back for the next season? So I was watching season four because they said that was one of the top seasons, and I knew who this season three winner was. So, But the cool thing about her is that her name is Christina Ha, and she's blind. Blind! So No vision! So let me explain, MasterChef, if you've never seen it. They cook food with knives. Appliances. Heat. Fire, under, sauteing, under, souffle. <laughs> under 30 minutes, a flambe, bitch. Like, under 30 minutes, under an hour, under 15 minutes, and she's blind. B-L-I-N-D. And part of the thing is, like, making a plate look pretty. Like, it's 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 about the presentation. The presentation. How are you supposed to present things when you don't know what you you're... You ever seen the memes where you're just like, oh, I better, I better, I better put my veggies on. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to wipe the plate. So true. How do you visually present something? When How does she do it? So they, she had to have accommodation. Like they couldn't just let her just do it by herself. So she had a person telling her what does what color is it? The knife is over here. Put the they use a clocks. So she's like me at six o'clock because they'd have to plate. So they would put her at the end plating, and then her guide would just say put the chicken at six o'clock, and then she would put it wherever like six o'clock falls on the dial. She'll just put it right there and. I, I didn't think about that, dude. It's so inspired because I can't even do a push-up. I she has a very special story, you know. She she had some like neurological disease that she ended up losing her vision. Um, she lost her vision early in life, and she didn't have much um, connection with her family. It was just like she had a single mom, and she was the only child. So once her mom died, you know, she kind of lost a lot. And part of her cooking journey, she said on the show, was to recreate these dishes that her mom made because she never left a recipe book. Mm-hmm. So all she has is her memory. And it's a very, it's a great season. You guys should watch it. It's very, I don't think it's obvious that she's going to win. Actually, it wasn't obvious at all. It was really a shock to me because the judges were very consistent with her, but she never won a mini challenge and winning mini challenges is kind of really important because they give you advantages. So if you win the mini challenge, they'll give you like chicken, chicken, steak and fish. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, all right, since you won the mini challenge, you choose who cooks what. Okay. So let's say fucking uh, a vegetarian over here has never tried beef ever before. You're going to give the vegetarian the beef because she's not going to taste it. The filo mignon. Yeah. So, you know, she never had those advantages, but she always... She's never in the bottom. Well, no, she was in the bottom like once, but mm-hmm. she was just she did amazing. I think she did really great. And what I loved about her specifically was she was about using everyday ingredients to make delicious food. I think one thing that is annoying about Master Chef is that they are very pretentious. Mm-hmm. Um, they do see ethnic foods not so much as an elevated 
dish, right? When you think of an elevated dish, you think of three scallops in a circle with little dollops of whatever. and Glazed a with a truffle aioli, mayo creole, and then two shards of an sprinkled fermented caviar. And she would do Vietnamese food, uh-huh. who it's arguably not seen as fancy food. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw this TikTok where they were talking about what is the difference between ramen and pho? Like pho takes longer to cook. Like you're like cooking the broth. Like pho is a more labor intensive food than ramen. Okay. Ramen is just noodles and flavoring. Okay. But what's gonna what costs fifteen dollars? A thing of ramen, and what costs five dollars? A thing of pho. When you eat pho, did you ever feel like damn, this is so much money? Never. When no. we go get sushi. What are we fucking paying for when we're yeah. there? We're paying like a billion dollars. Yeah, that's And it's true. because Japanese culture is seen as like more sophisticated than like Vietnamese culture. Really? I mean, it's just like Latin America. Who sees Mexican food as fancy food? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, I didn't know that at all. But Spanish food, super Ta- fancy. Tapas. Super fancy. Expensive. But tacos? Yeah. <sighs> I'm I'm tired of the knowledge today. <laughs> right, it's so much it's knowledge. Too much. But I and then you know there there would be many challenge there would be challenges where she would have a choice of meat she gets to cook. So they would have obviously like five hundred dollar fillets, you know, exotic fish, and then chicken. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'll choose a chicken. And they're like, Why are you choosing such a basic thing when you have all these other ones? She's like because I cook what's in my kitchen, and I don't have access to that stuff. So why would I cook with it? And I'm just like. I agree with that. I'm not about these fancy random ingredients. I'm about flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, you can make an amazing dish with just chicken, vegetables, and rice. Mm-hmm. You can make an amazing tasting chicken and maybe three different types of chicken dishes with those three ingredients. It's right. all about the spices and the flavors. And one of the challenges on MasterChef Junior, do you remember, they made the kids taste the food blindfolded yeah. mm-hmm. and recreate the food just based off their taste. Yes. And that's what Christina's doing the whole time. He's those, only going by taste. Those kids sucked at it. No, they did terrible. I think this kid put raw grapes in it. Yeah, like, and it's like, where the fuck did you taste these grapes, dummy? Yeah. Um, Just hearing you talk about it, you know, I knew that she had one because I had seen exactly what you mentioned earlier. Not much of a spoiling. I had seen her, like, cooking stuff before because of, like, social media. Mm-hmm. And I know it was a big deal because she was blind and was on this cooking show, which I knew was Master Chef. Mm-hmm. And there's this famous clip, which is the one I told you about, which is, like, Master Chef just... Master Chef, I think... Um, Master Chef. Master... Chef, chef Gordon Ramsay describing to her exactly, I think, or it was another chef describing to her exactly the dish she made because I guess it was a very, very good dish. And it was just, like... They were explaining the reason that they're describing this dish like to the T is because she's blind mm-hmm. and she can't see it. Mm-hmm. And that, that they were like, you know, I guess MasterChef is not that horrible because it did have a bad connotation of just it being a mean show. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, like they wanted her to experience the dish even though she can't see it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew about her just even hearing the fact that you're like, you have to plate it. I even consider that. And this just kind of makes me consider... A lot of things that I don't consider for folks that have disabilities, you know, especially like our blind, our deaf, that we absolutely, including myself, and I'm speaking for myself, take for granted, Mm -hmm. you know, and realizing that, you know, she's doing a lot of like very difficult things that, you know, she probably doesn't seem difficult because she enjoys them, that I'm out here like 
not even taken into consideration, you know? Yeah, not even tasting your food not in that e- way. <coughs> yeah, you just cook it and I'm then like, you're done. I'm just like, I, here's the seasoning. Hope it tastes good. Yeah. I can see that I'm putting, I don't know. Yeah. This. And the extra labor it may take for her, absolutely, because um, while I think that she may see, see it as an advantage because of my privilege, I'm like, that's a disadvantage. Like, mm-hmm. it may take you longer, but because, of course, she does it out of love and, and it's a passion and she's extremely good and talented at it, mm-hmm. I just think it's so cool. I'm, I'm so glad that she won. Of course she won. Me too. Um, Me too. I'm, I'm happy. That, yeah, she cooks with, like, ingredients that she has at home because most of the average Joe, like myself and you, I've never bought a filo mignon. I okay. probably could never. I wouldn't even know what to cook with it. Exactly. You know? And then I would just probably cook it like I would every other meat. Yeah. And so, I'm just like, what's the fucking point? Exactly. And it's just the fact that some of that stuff is seen as elitist and and and, and all of that. Yeah. And I just really love her. And if there's anything that I really want, it's like her cookbook. It's called Christine Ha Recipes from My Home Kitchen. It's only $17. $6 if you get it on Kindle. Um, which is like an online like book thing. She has like it, it, it is Vietnamese inspired, right? Because she is Vietnamese, but it's not so much like uh, like weird Vietnamese food that you probably don't know. So she kind of does. She has snacks and starters, um, soups. Um, she has her mom's favorites, Western classics. So she has like sli- like sliders and burgers and stuff. Food for casual gatherings. So bitch, if we're trying to have a party, vinaigrettes um, and seasoning. Which vinaigrettes? Didn't you love making your own vinaigrette, dude? I am so glad that you sent me that that video and stuff because I had been wanting to just do it. And just do like I just been wanting to make my own vinaigrette, my own dressing because you can easily do that with a lot of the ingredients that we have in there, like the seasonings. I could probably come up with more. And now that I actually bought that ingredients, I've been w- trying to look into some other stuff that I can make because it's so much more easier, economical, and it's just like you make it. Yeah, you know exactly what's going in there, mm-hmm. and so. Um, yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. I was like, oh, whipping it up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to add a little bit more in this. Oh, that kind of tastes a little interesting. Oh, I'm going to add more of this and that. Yeah. And just created it. Yeah, and you make enough for yourself. Yes. You don't have to buy a big bottle. And then you're like, oh, I don't really like it anymore. And then you're just kind of like a shit out of loss. And honestly, there's something about a vinaigrette for me. So I love it. It is called Recipes from My Home Kitchen, Asian and American Comfort Food from the winner of MasterChef Season 3. Christine Hoff. So she does have two restaurants mm-hmm. um, because she's super fucking Successful. booked and busy. She has, I think it's called Shin Chow. She's all in Houston. Mm-hmm. So if y'all, Beyonce. Y'all already know we're going to this tour. <laughs> um, where it's still open and it has like almost five stars and a shit ton of reviews. So it's really great. She also has the Blind Goat, which is her other restaurant in Houston, who, which also has a lot of good reviews. And, you know, she has a YouTube. Uh, she's still posting on Instagram. Like, just recently, an event passed where you got to eat at food trucks for immigrants because she is an immigrant. She is proud to be an immigrant. So I just love seeing immigrant women, disabled people, really just thriving and showing people that, like, disabled people aren't child. Less they're not than. children and they're not. We use that word handicapped as, like, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, like you're disabled, like you physically can't do that because of your condition. And they're out here specifically here defining the odds, defining what we see as normal, defining what we see someone is capable of not because like who said that? Mm -hmm. Like we made it up, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. she's out here just being like, 
I can cook and I can cook very well and I'm opening two restaurants yeah and I'm, I'm making a book yeah and for me to have to follow someone who is concerned about the flavor and not the ingredients that's what I've always been about. I've always been about flavor. You know, we had an amazing conversation with a dietitian about food and I just love eating. I love tasting food. I love the experience of trying delicious food. And I would love to have that cookbook. And I also would just love to meet her one day. Like she's just very inspirational and I just love what she's been doing. And please watch MasterChef season three. I know it spoiled it like knowing her, but I think part of it too, it's like, you, you're kind of in a, you're in on a secret. Yeah. So you're watching the first episode and you're like, how is she going to win? Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching the whole thing and you have your favorites, right? You have your mm-hmm. standouts, but you're like, but they don't win. So like what happens mm-hmm. in between them doing so well and then them not even being in the top two? Yeah. So I really like it. And I'll definitely go into MasterChef Tangent later on because – the drama, it's just too much. Like, Gordon does this fucking shit that pisses me off every single time. Well, they'll just fake him out. They'll just be like, I have the bottom two in front of me. And they'll be like, Leslie, I'm sorry, but you're going to take off your apron and you're going to have to leave to the upstairs balcony because you're not going home. <laughs> they always do that. And I fucking like, hate that. It makes me so mad. Like, I need you to call your mom right now. Tell her because you have some news for her. You can tell her that you're making it up. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? It's just, and you can see the contestants get like, they're just like, what the fuck? Because it'll even, you guys, it even gets so lazy. Well, they'll be like, Leslie, you're going home. Actually, Jay, you're going home. And it's just like, what? Like, you're not even like trying at that point. I mean, like we touched with the MasterChef Junior that they'd be like, young man, this is the most atrociously divine fucking yes. thing I've ever fucking tasted. <laughs> and you're like, what? And yes, it's like torture for them, but it's just so weird. And you know, I kind of think about it and I was like, you know, I would love if RuPaul was like, he would like tell the girls like, you're both going to kill each <laughs> So ugly that the beauty in every one of you shines. But it's um it's really great. I I don't know. You've never seen. You've only seen clips. You never you've never seen. I've seen I've seen episodes of oh, MasterChef. Okay. Yes, because they would. It, it, it's like a long time running show. Yeah. It's old, so I would see it like when I was younger and stuff, like in high school. And uh, my sister Liza's really into MasterChef. She's the one that got me into MasterChef Junior, um, which then I got you into it. And she's I watched it like the first few seasons with her, and I was like. I have known of Gordon Ramsay for a very, very long for time. For sure. Yeah. yeah, and I've never been into cooking competitions. I've, mm. I've like, I, I, when I go visit my mom, the only English channel she has is a Food Network, so I watch them all the time because mm-hmm. of that, but I don't watch them for pleasure. But then once I started ma- watching MasterChef, I just enjoyed them being like, you have groceries under $10, make an elevated dish. And I'm just like, so I can do that. Yeah. I can do these amazing things with what I have. It doesn't matter about the products that I have. It's about my imagination. I'm holding myself back. My imagination is what's holding me back, not the ingredients that I have. Wow. Which, uh, that's mind-blowing. We've known. But what are you featuring? (sighs) Wow. So staying within the same realm a bit. A bit, love. A bit, love. I am featuring... um, Something that I came across, it is a product, it's a, it's a food, it's a 
chocolate. You made chocolate. Um, that um, when I uh, used to work at Natural Groceries, which is like a a grocery store that's in the Midwest area, specifically uh, where where I used to live, there was this girl that told me like, "Hey, have you tried these?" And it's called Honey Mamas. And she was like, "I'm so excited that you guys are carrying these now." And they're like, "Because I think she mentioned she was from Oregon." They're like, "You know, it's." based out of Oregon and they're so freaking good. She's like, I came specifically to the store to stock up on these because I'm going on a camping trip. Mm -hmm. So she said something like that and it's called Honey Mamas. What are Honey Mama bars? They're a mm, luxurious melt in your mouth cacao truffle bar. Mm -hmm. So it's not actually chocolate. It's the cacao truffle bar. Mm -hmm. And so cacao is different than just making it into chocolate. And so the cool thing about the Honey Mamas is that they use just the simple ingredients of cacao truffle bar and then I think like a few – like honey and then throw some other thing in there like sugar or whatever and then I don't know, oil. And then they form the, the bars like that. And so the very cool thing about Honey Mama bars is that they've come out with a lot of flavors but um, the it's the fact that it's not chocolate. And so sometimes people get confused because they're like, oh, I – uh, it very much tastes like chocolate, but it's the cacao truffle. Mm. And there's these, these truffles that I know that they sell like individually, like maybe Dove or like other brands or whatever, where it's like a very similar texture, but it's not actually chocolate, like Hershey's. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the truffle that it's used. And so this is why it's so interesting. And while they are like a bit pricey, I guess they're a bit pricey. They're like six, seven dollars. <laughs> They're very decadent, and so they're very fulfilling. And I feel like if sometimes you're craving like a chocolate fix, or you're just craving something sweet or something different, Honey Mamas can definitely give you that. Because I was telling Jay that they've come out with very interesting flavors, and um, it's it's why I've I enjoy them because I usually like to try something that's not your normal like chocolate with nuts or, mm-hmm. or dark chocolate and you know caramel mm-hmm. and so i really 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 like the honey mamas um i want to tell you guys about some interesting flavors that have come out but i also want to let you know that you know the creator of um honey mamas her name is christy goldsby she's the founder um and she started honey mamas fearlessly believing that these delicious and nourishing comfort food treats would offer vibrance, vitality, and a delightful sense of well-being. Okay. And so she, yeah, it's local in Oregon. And I'm going to tell you guys about their freaking different cacao truffle bars. Yeah, tell us the flavors. And so I was telling Jay that I've tried their, um, they have their Peruvian raw, which is very, very good. Um, and I've tried their c- coffee nib crunch because we already know. But they've come out with very interesting flavors since I've last laid my eyes on them. I see them at Sprouts, but I definitely don't see their carrot cake flavor. Carrot cake. I love carrot cake. Their birthday cake flavor that I guess is just brand new. Um, tahini tangerine. Lavender. Lavender rose. Lavender rose. Um, Leslie could never. Like bitch. Also, yeah, you did mention they are kind of expensive. It's also not normal that Nestle bars are like 99 cents to a dollar. Dude. That's slave. Slave. Yeah. We already fucking know, dude, that they don't play their employees well. And because or she's because she's local and stuff, you know, there's always this kind of notion. We've touched on it a little bit where 
products that are going to be zero waste or eco-friendly, there's more production that goes into them. So you are paying more because you're actually paying for fair trade. Yeah. You're paying for equity. And so some of like the cacao and um, some chocolate bars that I know that cost a little bit more, they definitely do not uh, contribute to any of the slave at all like a labor that goes on with uh the cacao and the culturing and the nurturing of that yeah. and that's a that's a big issue with chocolate because it's importing yeah, yeah. It's a big big issue that like uh hershey's nestle and a lot of these other chocolate companies they're a big problem with that and so there's only very very few chocolate um actually chocolate bar companies that do that yeah so i um one of the things that i have seen pop up is is chocolate ethical and the reason why people don't think that chocolate, chocolate, the reason why we like talked about um, all this like bad stuff that goes with chocolate is that giant chocolate brands like Nestle, and I think Hershey's is Nestle. I'm pretty yes, sure. I'm yes, pretty sure they're is. Nestle. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them, the cacao is harvested by children. Yeah. And most of the chocolate involves like child labor, mm-hmm. which is prominent in West Africa. Um, and, and children as young as six can be working extreme long hour days for less than $2 a day. Can you fucking believe? No. So, um, like I mentioned, there's very, very few companies or chocolate making bars out there that are 100% slave free in the way that the, their chocolate is is produced and is then um, put out there into into the shelves. And one company that I know is 100% committed in uh, in, in in fair trade and, and equity is Tony's Chocolate Lonely. Tony? Tony's Chocolate Lonely. And this is a bit of a tangent, maybe a double feature within a double feature, but um, they give you literally information on the website of what modern slavery looks like and exactly what Jay said of how chocolate is derived in the cacao. Um, they talk about that and why Tony's route to 100% slave, slave-free chocolate is their vision and not just not just for chocolate, but all chocolate worldwide. Mm. And so they explain to you that how they source it and that money that you invest in their chocolate is then like, um, in turn invested in making sure that there's equity Mm. for their production. So these chocolates, I don't think they're that pricey. They're about like six bucks, dude, but they're really, really, really good. Mm -hmm. And so, Anyway, I went on a tangent about chocolate, but the caca- the the honey mama. It's important. It's it, important it, to because it's mention. chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Right. and we love chocolate. We fucking love chocolate in this household. Yeah, and so um, I really, really, really do like honey mamas, but yeah, it is a little bit more pricey because their packaging is also they try to focus on it being more eco friendly. And once again, it's local, yeah. and so you can order and ship it, but it is going to be a little bit pricey because. I mean, she has to pay for that and the whole production behind like shipping and all of that and like the carbon, carbon foot imprint and stuff. But an interesting flavor that she has that's limited edition is pumpkin spice, which is sold out. I love pumpkin. Oh, well, of course, yeah. Cherry hazelnut, which is sold out. Oh. And then, then she has a spicy dark because you know there's some folks that like spice in their chocolates. Have mm-hmm. you ever t- tried a spicy Mm-mm. chocolate? Mm-mm. I've well, seen it though. With with spicy dark, let's see. Exotic Saigon cinnamon transports you with spicy organic cayenne in our naughty and nice bar filled with sweet hot and exotic flavors to invigorate your bliss so it looks like there's some cayenne in there wow. it looks like there's maybe is well that, the cinnamon i guess is kind it of gives spicy. you a bit of a kick kind of yeah because i always think about that red chewing gum the the oh the, yeah yeah a crush no 
A fire. Wrigley's? R- R- Wrigley's red pepper. Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. And so... Um, I don't like that, though. But I, I I appreciate people like that. Because, you know, we were talking about, like, flavors before. You mm-hmm. know, some things you pair savory with sweet and stuff. And for me, my dessert, I, I haven't yet got the culture or custom of trying these different flavors of sweets. Like, I think you're more experienced in that because you always get weird chocolate. You never just get... Chocolate. No regular. <laughs> you always get say, some random ass dark chocolate, coconut, fucking salt, salted, peppered, covered in, fucking, in, in in lemony something. Yeah. And I'm like, try this, and he's like, no. <laughs> but for the spicy dark, yeah, it's raw cacao, raw honey, sprouted almond, cinnamon, and cayenne. Those are the only ingredients. That's insane. Literally, and it's they're so good. Okay. Um, so if you're into maybe chocolate in general, but really not chocolate because it's cacao, but you're wanting to look for a different type of sweet um, that is different and gives you a little spunk, Honey Mamas, I think, would be a, a, a good way to just experiment with something different. And now, mind you, yeah, it is a little bit more expensive than just like your Hershey's or any chocolate that you may get out there, but also. Be mindful of where you spend your money, too. For sure. And so that's always the thing, that the takeaway with this, too, is that, you know, maybe Honey Mama's not for you, but if you really want to invest in chocolate, it could be that it's Tony's Chocolate Lonely um, Chocolates, which you, I've actually seen at Whole Foods. Um, I think that when a company is trying to get started, it's difficult to find in every shelf, but Tony's Chocolate Lonely is a Dutch confectionery company founded in 2005 which produces and sells chocolate and so it wasn't until recently that i started seeing them like at target and i think there's a whole production that happens in being able to get your products on shelves but yeah if you're into just trying different chocolate i would recommend a feature into a double feature tony's chocolate lonely because their mission is great but also honey mama's because of their very various different flavors that they have and also maybe doing something different other than chocolate like maybe yeah milk chocolate uh, different than just maybe like milk chocolate you're bored of it or you know i don't know you're trying to do something different with with the food that you're consuming that could be something fun. Yeah. And so I've seen them at I've seen them at Sprouts. I've seen them at Whole Foods. Um, let me see um, if they're at Target. And it's called Honey Mamas. Yeah, I guess at Target they sell they sell them as well. So you may run into them, and um, you can order them online if you love them. I mean, they sell them by the box. Like it, I think twelve Honey Mamas do cost about like sixty bucks. Um, but That's then each little, each little honey mamas is about like five, six bucks. So if you're really into it, I mean, go for it. Yeah. And this isn't the type of chocolate that you eat like five bars. Like, no. Like you don't, you it's don't do so, that. it's so rich. You're literally going to eat one half of a bar, dude. Yeah. I, when I bought one, dude, it took me forever to finish it. It was just so. It Decadent. Was, yeah. It was just very rich. Yeah. Versus just eating like several like of the small Hershey's mm-hmm. or, or whatever, um, or whatever other chocolate you may be into mm-hmm. or, or other sweets that you may be into. But anyways, but twelve bars uh, for sixty two dollars is five dollars each, so it's not. Yeah, like, actually, actually, like not that bad. No, it's not. So yeah, if you are into different flavors, they got mm-hmm. carrot cake, which I think would be interesting, mm-hmm. and birthday cake and salted yes. almond. Or if you have someone or friend that's really into sweets, it might be a cool birthday gift um, to get them on 
on different flavors and to try something different. For sure. I think it's so good. Like you buy these because maybe it's not for you, but at least. Oh, and you can also buy a variety pack, bitch. bitch. Like, for $54. Can, yeah, which is less than what it is. And it's nine of them. And you get a whole entire array of flavors, which I was going to ask you if they have to have a variety pack. Like, yeah, if I'm going to buy chocolate, it's going to be a variety pack because I want to try everything. Because then you know which ones you absolutely like and which was like, OK, I'm glad I, I did it. Yeah. And they also have recipes on how to make a a lot of like food that I think involves their chocolate. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but they do have a lot of recipes too. So if you're a cook, cacao balsamic vinaigrette, bitch. bitch. What were we just talking about vinaigrettes? We were. Um, but yeah, so I like, I like that. I've, do we, have I tried that? Have I tried you that? You haven't. Okay. You haven't. I'll have to buy some recently. I, I looked at them and I was like, oh, should I buy some or not? But uh-huh. then I decided not to, but I would love to try the carrot cake one. So I'm going well, to, yeah, I'm going to be on the hunt for that one. But yeah. Anyways, I would love to hear if you guys do chime into any of our double features for today. Bye. Bye.